for the week of October 25th. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. All your base are belong to us. I am Josh. And here is your news. Josh Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light uh, is coming out. And, you know, uh, you're like, okay, great. What the hell is that? Uh, it is the first Fire Emblem game from 1990. Uh, for the Famicom, and it has been localized and will be released on the Nintendo Switch on December 4th. So, uh, yeah, so uh, this Fire Emblem game, which was released only in Japan on the Famicom, told a story that featured the heroic exploits of Prince Marth and began uh, the entire franchise that has spawned 20 games, spinoffs, remakes, uh, and most recently with Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Switch. Uh, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light will be available on the eShop for six bucks and will only be and and like much of, uh, you know, what Nintendo's doing lately, it'll only be available to purchase until the end of March, uh, which is also interestingly, interestingly, the same date that uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars and Super Mario 35 go away. Um so I'm not sure what's up with this whole timed release shit that Nintendo's got going on, but whatever. Um, there will also yeah. be, this is kind of cool, there will also be a uh, Fire Emblem 30th Anniversary Edition that will be available for 50 bucks, and will include a nostalgic stylized physical NES box and a replica NES game pack art piece with a protective mm-hmm. sleeve that transports owners to the era of the game's original release there will also be a 222 page legacy of arcania deluxe hardboard hardbound art book download code nes instruction manual which has also been localized a (laughs) fold-out world map and a mini nintendo power retro collectible magazine very cool Damn, man. That's a yeah. lot of Fire Emblem excitement. You know, I think Nintendo needs to elaborate on this whole March thing. It's, it's, it, There's a lot of weirdness going on here where there's games available all the way up until the March, this this mystery date in March. It's like, uh, what are they going to do? You know, because in, ni- in 2017, they launched the Switch in March. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's going to be some big announcement, something Nintendo's waiting for, and just like, oh yeah, by the way, here's a new Switch or something crazy. Maybe Nintendo is going out of business in March. They're just gonna, they're just gonna shut up. They're gonna shut down the whole operation uh, and shutter their, shutter their doors, and that's it. And that's the why they're like, March 31st, it's all over. Get it while you can, suckers. I think you're right. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds about right. Uh, a couple other things about uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, the game, like I said, will have its first English language translation on the Switch. It will also have rewind, fast forward, and save states to help players along the journey. So it's not just like a straight up ROM dump with, you know, nothing mm-hmm. else uh, added. Um, so it's it's also worth noting that this particular game was remade for the DS in uh, 2008. And it was called Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. So if you want to play like an updated version of it, you can play the DS version, I guess. Was that released in the U.S.? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. I'm a little I'm a little saddened by this that it's not just available on the Nintendo Online that we already pay twenty dollars a year for. But whatever, it sounds yeah. neat. Um, yeah, I'll probably pick it up just as a novelty. Six bucks, why not? 
Um, in other Nintendo news, uh, they've confirmed that the Joy-Con price drop that took place in Japan uh, will also be coming to North America. So just like mm-hmm. Japan, uh, the discount only applies to single Joy-Con purchases. Uh, the single Joy-Con products will be reduced from $49.99 down to $39.99 starting on November 9th. Uh, while this is obviously a welcome change, it's worth noting that $39.99 is half the price of a full set. So, you know, I mean, I guess there's no discount there. Um, yeah. yeah. No. I, I, can't, mean, I can't believe someone actually paid $50 for just one at, at one point. I just can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, this Joy-Con thing has just been, it has been fucking awful. Uh, honestly, I've yeah. got, I've got three sets of Joy-Cons. They've all got drift. I've sent them all in for repairs. It's still got drift. I've got a, I've got a can of the electronic spray, uh, that I have to, you know, shoot in these things about once every couple months, months when the drift starts coming back. Um, you know, That's crazy. So it's just irritating, man. Um, yeah. and, and these things are not cheap. I, I guess you know, ten bucks off is is a nice, you know, a nice, I uh, guess. a nice start. Sure. But uh, I really <laughs> wish they would just get them fixed for Christ's sake, you know. Yeah, um, I would I say uh, it has been a, an absolute nightmare since the Switch came out with these Joy Cons and this whole concept. Um, of all the technical difficulties and malfunctions that Nintendo's ever had, which is honestly not many, this is by far the worst. Like this yeah. is. This is just an abomination on Nintendo as far as like every game console I can think of, every controller. I've never, I, I can't say I've loved every, you know, control iteration that they've come out with, but this, this is by far the, the most fluky thing they've done with yeah. these damn guns. Yeah. Meh. <clears throat> Meh. I'd rather be, I'd rather be waggling my Wiimotes and trying to recalibrate them by putting them face down on a table every 30 seconds than do the bullshit yeah. with this drifting. Yeah. Good yeah. Game. Um, and then finally, I was a bit of a, a bit of a, a light news week, but uh, in a partnership with Google, Namco is launching the 64-player Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle next month on oh Stadia. Uh, the full game won't be out until November 17th, but from now uh, until the 27th, you can play a free demo version without even having a Stadia subscription. Um, oh God. So, uh, Mega Tunnel Battle, which is an awesome name, uh, looks to be serving up something uh, more chaotic than what we already know as Pac-Man Battle Royale. Uh, rather than pit 64 players against each other in a single giant maze, it looks like each player starts on their own maze, similar to how Tetris 99 and Mario Brothers 35 silo off mm-hmm. players from each other. Um, along the edges of each maze board, there are timers that count down on the screen looping gates, which appear to be tied to Mega Tunnel Battle's invasion mechanic. You can invade another player's maze, and you will be able to power up and chomp down on their pack just as you would a ghost. Um, Mega Mega Tunnel Battle battle also works in uh, some spectator participation. Uh, Viewers can vote to bestow benefits on certain players left standing, helping influence the outcome of the final round. In the demo's standard elimination mode, uh, the last player left standing will be the victor. So the demo is free even without a Stadia account. Uh, the full version will retail for 20 bucks uh, with your Stadia account. Mega Tunnel Battle may also come to platforms outside of Stadia uh, because the announcement. Thank God. Tra- yeah, exactly. Uh, because the announcement trailer specifically says that it's coming quote first to Stadia. 
so I think huh. much much like that uh, awesome looking Bomberman mode for uh, Bomberman R or whatever it's called, Super Bomberman R. Um, I think uh, I think we'll be seeing this on our Switches and Playstations and Xboxes uh, at some point. Nice. So that's that's nice. that, man. It is time, my friend, for the new releases. Oh boy, I'm on the edge of my seat. Not really a ton. Not. not a ton going on this week. Uh, we've got <laughs> Cardo Carto. Uh, for PS4, Xbox, and PC, this looks like a neat, uh, a neat indie. Uh, Ghost Runner for PS4, Xbox, and PC. We got Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel 4 Ooh. for the for the PS4. So that's pretty cool, right? Uh, Watch Dogs Legion for PS4, Xbox, Stadia, and PC. We got our Pikmin 3 Deluxe Switch, which is the remake of or re-release, I guess, of the Wii U version. Um, where, where, what are we still missing? I forget. We had a, we had a running list of, uh, games we were still missing from the Wii U. Uh, I think uh, we're, I think we're... Is Super Mario 3D World? Has that been? Yeah, yeah, that's, w? that's, it's coming. It's coming in, uh, two months. <clears throat> yeah, Wonderful 101 was recently released. Um, yeah, that's out there. I think that's everything, man. I think it's everything. Yeah, uh, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I have a Wii U. Uh, oh, you know what? There was, uh, Sonic All-Star Racing's Transformed. That's a Wii U, I think, exclusive, maybe. Mm, was it exclusive? I don't know. I think that might have been on Xbox. I don't know. I, th- I think uh, you're right. But it, it's not on the Switch. Let's just it, say that It much. should be. And that game's great. I love that game. Uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope for PS4 and Xbox and PC. And then finally, Auto Chess is coming to PS4. So, you know, wow. get excited for that one. All right, my man. It is time yeah. for our game spotlight. Today, it's the spotlight. <laughs> it's the splatlight today. Uh, today, uh, I figured in honor of Halloween coming this week, uh, we would talk about one of my all-time favorite uh horror games uh and that is splatterhouse and i know this is a game that's probably near and dear to your heart as well uh honestly i don't really care for it (laughs) oh my god i hate you i hate you i know right it's just i don't know it's all right it's fine um so so splatterhouse started out as an arcade game it was made by uh namco but uh where i first played it and i I assume you probably did too is uh, on the turbo graphics um, Correct. And uh, and I loved it on the Turbo Graphics. You know, this was it, it came out in the late '80s, uh, early '90s, that era. Uh, you know, when stuff like this wasn't very common. You know, remember, you know, Mortal Kombat comes out and blows everybody's mind with its with its gore and whatnot. And so you didn't see a lot of games like Splatterhouse that were just out and out like bloody, gory, violent. Right. You know, you take like giant butcher knives and you splat through you know zombies walking around and stuff like that so um it's uh if you if you look at it you might think oh is this a game where you play as jason because uh you know you got the big uh hockey mask looking thing on no 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 that is a that is a mask of i don't know a mask of doom or some shit i forget what it's called mask of power i forget um anyway uh you play as rick taylor rick taylor 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you and your girlfriend, Jennifer, uh, you are caught in a storm. So you go to the, you go to West Mansion. And uh, you, you, you go to, he, it's owned by uh, Dr. West, uh, and it's a spooky mansion. And Jennifer immediately, uh, of course, damsel in distru- distress, gets kidnapped. Rick gets this weird-ass ma- uh, terror mask. It's called the terror mask. Uh, gets that, like, planted on his face, and it, like, possesses him or some shit. And yep. he's, he's, you know, Rick, Rick's ripped, though, man. He's got some, he's got some, got some guns on him. Um, right. But anyway, uh, it's it's a it's it's a mask that uh, it's capable of sentient thought or some shit. I don't know. Fuck the story. You're you're a guy. You're basically just a guy uh, tropes uh, traipsing through. I think it's like six uh, relatively short levels uh, of of this of this uh, haunted six difficult levels. You know, maybe it's just because uh, I played this so much as a kid. Uh, I can rip through this game in like 20 minutes. Uh, it's, it's, no uh, way. yeah, this game, this game, you know, it took some time to get to that point because you did, it's about memorizing patterns. You know, it's about True. Uh, every level you're like, okay, this guy, this uh, enemy comes swooping down from here. So I got to duck at this point. Or when you get to the boss, you're like, okay, if I stand in just this right area, uh, I can turn around and hit these giant worms as they come splatting toward me. Um, yep. so yeah, yeah. I mean, at the outset, it seems like a super tough game. Once you get the patterns down, uh, it's, it's fucking incredibly easy. Um, but anyway, the, the levels are relatively short, but man, I loved what I loved about this game back in the day was, um, with the colors, uh, it was mm-hmm. just, it was so vibrant. Uh, the music had that creepy eighties slasher film vibe to it. Um, you had awesome enemies, awesome bosses, like the dude with the double chainsaw hands that came toward you. Uh, that was pretty great. And then, you know, the last level, uh, it's been years since I've uh, gone all the way through, but, um, the last level takes place like in a, in a a church kind of, uh, room. Um, and, 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 uh, it's, it's just like by today's standards, this game's like, archaic and old and clunky and you know rick moves sure. like he moves like a big lumbering doofus but uh at the time like i just thought this was wonderful you uh you never got into it well okay so i played it and the first time i had tried it i don't know i just didn't really get quite into it as like everyone else but i didn't play it right when it first came out i didn't get a turbo graphics until like 93 so that at that point it was already three or four years old so when i when i first saw it i was kind of like I don't know. There was a lot of hype. Um, I remember looking yeah. through game magazines back in the day and Splatterhouse, man. And then, and then Splatterhouse 2 and 3 came out on the Genesis already at that point. And so when I was uh, getting into the Turbo Graphics and I finally got my Turbo Duo and stuff, and, and you know, good old Lincoln Video had a copy of Splatterhouse there for rent. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I grabbed it and I rented it right away and I kind of got it home. And after initially playing the Turbo and playing games like Blazing Lasers and Gate of Thunder and Eastbook 1 and 2, I was oh, here we go, Splatterhouse. This one was really highly regarded, and I was kind of like, oh, that's it, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess, I guess, I don't know. Mortal Kombat had been out at that point, and maybe the gory factor of, of the of the excitement of it. But I just kind of fe- it felt a little bit like a, I don't know. I know Namco made it, and and it works really well, and it's a good game. But it kind of felt a little bit kung fu-y, vigilante, just very straightforward. You're going through it, but but really the the brilliant parts of the game, and this is just when you were talking about it, when I started kind of remembering some of the good parts of it, 
Um, you had mentioned the the double chainsaw bad guy with the plastic bag over his head. That, <laughs> that is very creepy. That is a very scary boss. The game um, borrows elements from all sorts of horror movies. I mean, you've got a little bit of Friday the 13th. You've got a little bit of Alien because there's aliens bursting out of chests of people that are hanging on walls. You've got a little bit of, uh, like, poltergeist, you know, because in the very first level you're fighting, like, a kitchen. <laughs> you're yeah, fighting a kitchen yeah. with, like, paintings and knives and chairs are flying at you and you just have to like not knock all these non non-lethal things away from you because they're just coming at you and um and by the end of the game the point that i really really got freaked out on um was actually the the room of mirrors yeah was that that was such a cool cool thing to see because i'd never seen that before in a game where you're walking through and you can see a reflection and you know, like legit early 90s jump scares in games because it's just silence. You're just walking through and you can see your, and you know something's wrong with the room. Something eerie is about to happen. Then smash comes out a bad guy from a mirror and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I necessarily love the game. I don't have the nostalgic ties to it because I played it and I enjoyed it. And then I wound up playing it a little bit more later on. Um, but I could see how it was a huge coup for, you know, NEC and Hudson to have this game on the Turbo Graphics pretty close and, and near to when it was launched. It's just too bad they didn't market it or a little bit better and maybe had like, you know, an adult only pack in Turbo Graphics set. You know, just <laughs> like, hey, for all you 18 year olds that are sick of playing at Nintendo's uh, happy dappy bullshit, yeah. here's here's one for just for you guys. And, and maybe, you know. Made it, like, put a big sticker on it that says not intended for children. Like, that would have sold it to, like, teenagers, which is hilarious, and adults. But <laughs> uh, Speaking of marketing, one of the things that I remember about Splatterhouse is um, in game magazines and comic books and stuff. You remember they had, like, the Bonks Adventure cartoon? Uh, yeah. Which, uh, where a comic strip, which, you know, if you can see it, I got it hanging up here on my wall. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they also had a Splatterhouse one, and I was like, oh, that's just the fucking coolest. I loved it so much. <laughs> Um, right. But uh, but yeah. Um, so like you said, the game went on, had two sequels on the Genesis. There was also like the chibi cute version on the Famicom. Yeah. Um, a good and, game. Then, and then uh, the uh, Xbox 360 uh, I had and I think maybe on PS3 as well um, had uh, like a whole reboot of it that was pretty not good yeah um, yeah it started it's you know i played a bunch of that game and it started out fairly promising uh but it went a little too uh it, it went a little too far over the i don't i don't know how to explain it like edgelord hey look at me you know i'm hardcore uh i, yeah. I would have preferred it to have a little more humor i guess and and not like the humor that it had i'm talking like actual good humor but um, and if right. you, so, if you're interested in Splatterhouse, you can still play it in a number of ways. It was on the Wii Virtual Console. Um, it uh, it's it's available on the Namco Museum compilation on the Switch, and yep. I, and I believe you can also play the uh, the Cutie uh, NES version on that, or Famicom version on that uh, as well. Um, but yeah, and it's available on the Turbo Graphics and PC Engine Mini consoles. Right so, now. Uh, fun game, um, fun game with, like I said, great colors, great music. Uh, again, the game plays a little archaic by today's standards, but Hey, what are you going to do? Uh, so Josh, that leads me to the last question. Oh my goodness. Oh, is it going to be the last question or the second to last question? <laughs> oh, uh, my question for you, Josh, is what is the scariest game you've ever played? 
Oh my. Uh, you know what? Um, it's a more recent game. I'm going to say Alien Isolation. That yeah. was a pr- pretty freaky game, for real. Um, otherwise, uh, back in the day, um, something like Fatal Frame. Um, I yeah. love games that are more subtle and creepy, and you're just kind of wandering for hours, and then finally something terrifying happens. Um, it just the, the way the settings and the game and everything, it worked out really well. Um, I was alone, and I just happened to be playing it because I heard it was a camera game, and I'm like, oh, cool, you know, take, take pictures of monsters and stuff, and yeah. you're in this house, and literally nothing's happened for hours, and you're like, okay, creepy things are happening, but I haven't, oh my god, that was someone peeking over the shoulder, you know, oh my god, there was something, what's this, and, and that, I, I like subtle, creepy things that, like, draw you in and then freak you out. Alien Isolation, oh man, it's beautiful and brilliant, the game looks perfect, and it is very, very freaky. Nice. Um, I'm going to give you a couple answers. Um, Outlast is probably the most consistently uh, terrifying game I've ever played. Um, Outlast. Outlast, yeah. Uh, It's on pretty much all consoles. I don't think it's on Switch, but it's on Xbox, PS4, PC. Uh, It's on on just about everything other than Switch. Uh, Great game. Um, Dave and I uh, streamed that. We played through it together, and we were just constantly terrified. You're going, you're going through a, a, a rundown old mental asylum, man. And uh, and it and it's great. It's in first person view. I loved it, loved it. Um, nice. And then uh, outside of that, I'm going to say Resident Evil Seven VR. Mm, uh, oh yeah. The first third of that game is just terrifying, and I loved it so much. It was like I could only play for about a half hour to 45 minutes at a time before I had to take like a sanity break, you know, cause in VR you're like peeking <laughs> around, you know, I kept like looking around and, um, you know, looking around corners and very slowly creeping through. And then, you know, it was being in that house was just nuts. Um, that farmhouse. Um, it was, a, it was a crazy feeling. And then I'm going to give one shout out to a game uh that the first game that ever truly scared me and this is going to make you laugh alien versus predator for the atari jaguar wow yeah no no that's i mean i mean haha a little bit but oh yeah (laughs) back in like back in like 94 95 when i first got that thing and you know because it was a jaguar and half the games didn't have music because the jaguar sucked ass um that actually yep. helped that helped this game not having music because you would you'd be like playing as like a marine and you'd come around a corner and all of a sudden there's this fucking alien hauling ass toward you and it would it would scare the shit out of me every time nice every time nice. It, was a fir- it was the first time i ever remembered actually being scared during a during a video game so that's my answer and with that we have reached the end of the episode so you can find more of our stuff at mojomenace.com where we have forums mojomenace.com slash forums top right hand corner of our forums page you can get the link to our discord chat where people are always in there chatting um on uh youtube you can find us uh youtube.com slash mojomenace that's where we have the mojo show uh, new episodes regularly on that. And on social media, we are at Mojo Menace pretty much everywhere. Josh, where can they find you? If you'd like to continue the conversation with me in regards to wonderful games that are coming out or wonderful games of yesteryear, you can always reach me on the Twitterverse at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the Internet. Thanks. All right. That's it for us. Bye-bye. Bye.